Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on the earth. Father, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Almighty God, I thank you for this beautiful day. Father, I ask that you speak through me. Father, the words that you have placed in my lips, they go forth. I ask, Father, by your Spirit, let virtue move these words out of me. Let them be sharp and powerful and pierce like a two-edged sword. Let it prick the hearts of the people that hear. Let it change their situation. Let it transform their lives. But let these words become healing to their bones. As many that are sick, as many that are diseased, as many that are in bound, bondage, as many that are oppressed, as many that are depressed, as many that are afflicted, I proclaim deliverance and healing as they hear these words faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God Father these words shall become medicine to their bones to their bodies these words shall become liberation to their bondage the spirit of the Lord God is upon me and has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Deliverance to those that are captive. Healing to the sick. Healing of the broken hearted. This day, these words fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Kingdom of God Today, the kingdom of God has come to you. Do not pay attention to the voice. Do not pay attention to the English, but pay attention to the communication. It is very important to understand the meaning of words and the communication being passed across way more important 
than the words themselves. The intentions of words are more important than the words themselves. That is why it is very paramount, matter of fact, it is significant, highly significant to consider the meaning of a word that is being said to you than putting more weight on the actual word. The intentions of the speaker is very important in the speaking. I'll give you an example. A word in the United States can mean something totally different in the United Kingdom. For example, the word pant, P-A-N-T-S. Now, this word can mean several things, okay? In English language, pants in the United States is referring to the long what you will call trousers in the United Kingdom. This is the default meaning of the word pants in the United States. But in the United Kingdom, the word pants, the first meaning that comes to the mind of the hearer is the underwear. <laughs> so, Depending on who is speaking and the intentions of who is speaking, the meaning of words can be misconstrued. So it is very important to understand the intentions of the speaker. What did the person mean before you run away with what the person said? The scripture says, the letter kill it. But the spirit give it life. <laughs> the letter kill it, but the spirit give it life. You can hear a word and run away with it. But if you understand the meaning of the word, it becomes more alive and powerful. Having said that, I will begin this series on the kingdom of God by saying the Bible is not a religious book it is a legal constitution of a kingdom the Bible is not a religious book <laughs> it's a legal constitution of a kingdom if you read the bible with a religious mind and a religious approach then all the information you're going to get is going to be obscured if that is a word if it's not a word i create that word today add it to your dictionary obscured misunderstood there you go and more weight needs more weight needs to be placed on the meaning of these words, the, the, the ideas of these words than the actual words. Otherwise, you will not understand the words. You're going to misconstrue every information there because you came biased reading the scripture with a religious mind. 
Holy Spirit, help me to do this because this is heavy stuff. Thank you. Oh, now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to rush this series at all. I'm going to go as the Spirit leads. You, ju you just follow. You just follow because it's all about the kingdom of God. Religion is a veil that has been placed in the eyes, over the eyes and the minds of people to deceive them from receiving what they lost since the foundation of the world. Which is the reason why Yeshua, Jesus Christ, came to the earth, died on the cross, buried and resurrected. It didn't end at the cross. Religion makes you and leads you to believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And that is where they stop. Are we just going to receive Jesus into our lives and then and hope to die and go to heaven? And that is where it stop. But careful consideration of the scriptures, understanding of meanings, reveal that the cross was only a means to an end. The main purpose why Jesus came to the earth was to restore the kingdom that was lost in the Garden of Eden. So the devil is not concerned about you accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He don't really care about that. He's not concerned about you going to church regularly, you know, being involved in church activities or religious activities as it were. He's not concerned about none of that. You know what he's against and concerned about? It's you receiving the kingdom, which is rightfully yours. Like I said, the Bible is not a religious book. It is a legal constitution book meant for humanity. Let me go to the beginning. In order to understand a thing, always go to the beginning and understand that thing. <laughs> Let us understand this thing. Let us consider what is the purpose of man on the earth? Why was man created? Why are we here? Why are you here? Were you born into your family? To wake up in the morning, go to the job, come back, and then go to sleep. Were you born for the sole purpose of eating and drinking, marrying? For what reason was man created, really? This is important. This is how we understand let us go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. 
Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Hmm. How authoritative and majestic. How glorious does that sound? God said, let us make man in our image. First of all, you were created in the image and likeness of your creator. This is why I have a problem with this mask people wearing on the faces. you covering your face. It's like you're trying to cover the image of God. It's like you're trying to cover the glory of God. But let me not digress, but that's just, I just thought I'd throw that in there. God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So man was made just like God. Now, it therefore means that if you were made like God and in his image, then we should study God and see the characteristics of God. And there is the beginning of our purpose. The beginning of the purpose of man was that he was made like God. So therefore, why do you walk around the world today and see men like animals? Why do you walk around today and see men living below the standard they were created? Why do you see men frustrated? Why do you see men living as though they were peasants? God made you in his image. If God made you in his image, why are you living below the standard and the image of God? Why are you degrading the image and standard of God? Why are you not walking in power, dominion, authority like God? Because you were made in God's image. Purpose number one, you were made in the image and likeness of God. Purpose number two, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and the livestock and all the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. Man was made to rule. Purpose. Purpose of man is to what? To rule. <laughs> well, I don't see a lot of men ruling. It is also important to note that man was not created to rule over men, but to rule over the earth. Look at what it says in verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Subdue the earth. Rule over the fish aha, in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Verse 26. Let us make mankind in our image after our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Man was made to rule the earth. 
Now the word rule there has a lot of meanings. Don't be don't be in haste to read the scripture anymore. If you used to be in haste to read the scripture, I implore you today, consider the scriptures. Don't just read them, consider them. <laughs> you know what this means to consider? Hey, meditate on the scriptures. God said to Joshua, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it therein day and night. Just meditate on the word. What did the word say? The word says, Rule. That is NIV version. Okay. Well, King James Version says, Let them have dominion. Wow, what a more what a powerful word, dominion. Let them have what? Dominion, which means to rule, to dominate, to tread down. Dominion symbolizes power. Dominion symbolizes authority. This the purpose man was created to rule. And then God gave man command. Chapter 2, verse 7. Let us go to chapter 2, verse 7 of Genesis. First, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. God has a purpose to create man in his image. And he goes on to form man from the dust of the ground and then breath into this dust, this sculpt, sculpted work of art. And the man became a living soul, the Bible says. Huh. This gives you a lot of information. Man is made up of soul, spirit, and body. Man is first a spirit because scripture says God is a spirit. And scripture also says, that God made man in his image after his likeness. Man is just made just like God, spirit. And we know that this, the word spirit across the scripture is, is interpreted as spirit, breath, wind. Remember Jesus saying, them that are born of the spirit is like the wind. The word spirit has been translated as breath. And we just read God, breath into his nostrils, the breath of life, okay, is the spirit that gives life to the body. The spirit is the quickener that sets life in the body. The body is dead without the spirit. So what really is the life is the spirit. So man is a spirit, otherwise man is not alive. And the body that was formed from the dust is a, call it a house. Of physical house material to dwell on the earth so you came from God really now this is very important you cannot overread this verse otherwise you're not going to understand the concepts that are in the kingdom of God there's certain basic concepts of the kingdom of God that if you don't understand the concepts you will not understand the letter words the letter information that's why I say we have to go back to the beginning 
and there's no need to rush these sessions at all. I'm not trying to stamp this information in your forehead in one minute, in one hour even. It cannot work. You have to understand basics. First of all, that God is a spirit. Do we agree God is a spirit? <laughs> God is a spirit. And he made you in his image after his likeness. And I'm going to go into the meaning of the word image and likeness because a lot of people misconstrue this one as well. Uh-huh. So it is important to understand why God made you and who you are. <laughs> Look at John chapter 4, verse 24. It says, God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. Many people are not worshipping in spirit and in truth because they don't even understand what it means in the first place. Like I said, words have meanings. If you don't understand the meaning of a word, you are more than likely to misconstrue the word. And the word cannot give you life if you don't understand its meaning. You cannot work in its power. If I tell you, Achyan, and you have no idea what Achyan means, you, you, you just got information, but no revelation. <laughs> the revelation comes from understanding the scripture, from, the, from understanding the word. That is when the revelation comes. Otherwise, all you have is a bunch of jargons or a bunch of information. Okay, now, God is a spirit. Clear. Spirit made man in his image after his likeness. Just like him. Man was made just like God. Spirit was made just like spirit. <laughs> you see, you can't really make a spirit because the spirit already existed. God already existed. So, if I say spirit was made by a spirit, that statement is actually wrong. But the information I'm conveying to you is that God is spirit and he breathed a portion of him, which is spirit, into the clay. And the clay became a living soul. That's where the soul was created. So then it is safe to say the soul is a media a media or a medium, a media between the body and the spirit. So the soul kind of like unifies the entire man. So therefore you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. That would be a good way to, uh, to present that. This concept is very important. If you do not understand this concept, you will be reading the scripture in misery. <laughs> You'll be, reading in, you'll be reading the Constitution in misery and you'll be confused with a lot of verses there. And you will not be impacted. Hmm. So, fact number one, God is spirit. Fact number two, you are spirit because you were created in his image after his likeness when God breathed you into the clay and you became a living soul. <laughs> let me let me just quickly show you show you a verse of scripture that tells you that 
you are not just uh, flesh and blood. This is why a lot of people are in bondage. They don't understand certain concepts. You are not just flesh. When I look at you, I'm not just seeing a light skin or dark skin or chocolate skin or whatever person. This is why the devil has deceived so many people. They hate their brother and sister because all they see is the flesh. But man is not flesh. Man has flesh, but man is not man is spirit. If you understand that man is spirit, you have no reason to hate your brother or your sister. Because we are all brothers and sisters, really. We came from God. How can how can a spirit call the other spirit dark skin? Or how can a spirit call the other spirit uh black? How can a spirit call the other spirit uh uh white? Spirits have no color. <laughs> Spirits have no color. You are a spirit. You were made like your manufacturer. You have a physical body, which you dwell this earth. But the physical things are temporary. The spiritual things are eternal, which means a day will come, you will dread, you will shred this, your physical kiss. And all that will be left of you is spirit. Then you can't hate no more. <laughs> so if you hate your brother because he is in a darker skinned casing or is in a white skinned casing, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're just hating your brother. People do not understand that man is made up of three parts. First Thessalonians 5 verse 23 now, the word of God has power and authority. The word of God is the manual of man. A manual is a book of instructions, a book of facts that a manufacturer creates that tells his product, how to operate his product, what his product is, and everything that the product needs to know about itself. That's what the manual is. The Bible is basically a manual or constitution of man. So if I'm looking for facts about man, I'm not going to go to the scientists. The scientists don't even know what they're trying to do. They don't. They, they haven't gotten it figured out yet. They've only lived for a few years. And they're telling you the earth and man evolved from apes and from frogs and man has been on there evolving for millions of years when they themselves haven't even lived up to a hundred years my point of this is the only instruction the only authority that i accept of is inf information about man is the bible the, let me not say the bible the word of god the word of god 1 Thessalonians 5.23 May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? I'm going to read that again. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. 
May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Three parts. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a blessed, wait a blessed minute. You mean to tell me that I have spirit, soul, and body? What does this mean? Should I just ignore this fact or should I just, eh? How about somebody explain to me what is the spirit, what is the soul, and what is the body? Like I said, <laughs> you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in the body. Your body is what you can see right now. The scripture says that the things that are seen were made of the things that are unseen. <laughs> Every physical thing you see right now on the earth is seen. It's in the realm of the seen because we see it. They were made of things that are unseen. Jesus is the one, the word of God created everything from the realm of the unseen. He called things that be not as though they were and they came to be. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord was moving over the surface of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Wait a second. There was no light, and God said, the word of God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. Oh, wait a minute. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And there was a firmament in the midst, and let it divide the waters from the water. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Wait a minute. These things did not exist. They just started popping up out of nowhere. So physical things were made from spiritual things. And God breath, spirit of man into the body which he formed. And man became a living being, which is the soul. The being is your soul. That's a whole different conversation. But I just wanted to reinforce the fact that man is a spirit, has a soul and lives in the body. So we've established some concepts now. All of a sudden, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Before I go to verse 15, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now, before I read this verse, God, which is spirit, which lives in the realm of the unseen, decided to create the physical world, the earth, and then he made man this strange creature called man, which was made in his own image. So God made this creature in his own image to be just like him. So everything that God is, that is what man should be like. And then God set him over this physical earth that he created and asked him to dominate, have rulership, have mastery. Right? And he made him just like himself, spirit, in a body, this time in a body, with the soul and then say you are ruler of the earth 
the word ruler already connotes leadership, already connotes kingship. But let me not get ahead of myself. And he put this man in the garden of Eden that he created. Eden representing the presence of God. Then all of a sudden, Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, the scripture goes, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from every tree in the garden? Let us take a break and I will come back and explain this. Before this strange creature came to ask Eve this question, why, why is this creature asking Eve this question? Did God say you shouldn't eat? Wait a minute. The serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Remember, man was made to rule over what? All the creatures on the earth. So this man, well, wait a second, he's speaking to a woman here. Okay. Let's go back a few steps. Mm -hmm. Genesis 2. Genesis 2. 7. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. Now, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. That is important to purpose. The man was placed in the presence of God to take care of the presence of God and to work it to manage the earth, right? Verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from every tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Wow. So God gives man a law. God gives the man he made a law. The only law he gave the man was, you must not eat from this tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat, you will die. So death was created by God. There was no death until God said, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And you know, the words of the Lord cannot fall to the ground. If God says something, it must happen. And then he said, and the Lord God, the Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And the Lord God brought all kinds of animals to Adam and he named them. But for Adam, there was no suitable helper found. Let me first of all say that Adam, Adam was, sorry, Adam was not bored. Okay, he wasn't bored. He was so engrossed with this work that God has given to him. <laughs> he didn't even know that he needed help. It was God that noticed and God said, wait, it's not good for this man to be alone. I'm going to give him a suitable helper. Ooh, hallelujah, that is delicious. So the purpose of the female Man was created there. 
Are you with me? See, God doesn't do anything without a purpose. This is how you must, you must understand God. You must understand God. Everything he creates is with a purpose. The earth was without form and void. He decided to make it with shape and significance. He decided to add value to the earth. There was darkness. He created light. And he asked the light to be ruler over the day. Purpose. Purpose is to rule the day. Matter of fact, he in, instructed the, the sun, the greater light, to rule the day. And the moon, the lesser light, to rule the night. He divided the night from the day. Everything he created is with a purpose. So the man he created was with a purpose to rule the earth. And it's important to note that the commandment to rule the earth was given to man. And man is spirit. The male, however, was formed from the dust, remember? But now he said it's not good for this man to be all in one because man was created with the whole generation inside of him. Yeah, amen. How many of you know your spermatozoa? Right? There's millions of sperm or what you call seeds in your sperm. So, only one of them fertilizes the egg, but that one has the information of the whole entire human race in it. At the time with Adam, the whole human race was inside of him alone. And God said, ah, he needs help bringing it out. <laughs> you need help bringing out all these humans that is stored in you. That is why he created the woman. I mean, the woman is a womb man. It's, the woman is actually man because she's man, she's spirit. But she is in a physical body made to carry another person. So she's a womb man. <laughs> so all women really are men. No, 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 Don't get it twisted because words are important. All women are not men, okay? It depends on what you mean or you understand by the word men, okay? All women, all women and men are all man. Okay, let me use that word man. They're all man. So now it depends on what type of physical body you have would not would make you a womb man or a man. You get what I mean? A female or a male. So the female and male is distinguished by their physical constituents. The female has a womb capacity, the capacity to bear children. That's what makes the man a female. <laughs> All right, but the purpose of the woman, now look at the purpose of the woman here. God then, so God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. The Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. And the man said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. And so she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is your first clone. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Now, let me not leave the point. The point is, the female is man as well, because man is spirit. So she has the same purpose as the male, which is to rule the earth and dominate. Don't get it twisted. The female is not sub-man. Many people believe that women should be sub-men. No, like, 
the woman is just like the man. They are both man because they are both spirit. They just exist in a different casing, if you will. So the purpose of the woman is not thwarted because she's a female. She's still created a leader. She's created to have dominion as well. But not to dominate men or to dominate other women, but to dominate the earth. Also, we're going to get to that later. But point I'm making is the woman was created just like the man. But she will be helping the man. Amen. <laughs> she helps the man with his work and, you know, with the, amen, you know what I'm saying, to getting out the seeds, the rest of the generation that needs to be spread all over the earth because God, that's also the purpose of man is to fulfill the, fill the earth and multiply. <laughs> so any, any constituency or agency or command that is trying to have you stop this, the multiplication and the um, fruitfulness of man is trying to stop the will of God. It's trying to stop the purpose of God until the earth is filled man has a mandate to keep on propagating you know what i'm saying amen to keep on releasing the children you know releasing the humanity that is inside of him but of course with wisdom you don't want to have a ton of children all over the place that you cannot care for okay now point is that the man the woman they were created just like god in the image and likeness of god you know what the scripture says in genesis 1 26 Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have rulership over every single thing that we have created on the earth. Now we can go to Genesis chapter 3 and have better context. I had to read that verse first so it would get you thinking. What if all of a sudden this serpent just shows up out of nowhere? The Bible says he's very crafty and the serpent can speak. Oh, wait a second. Animals do speak. <laughs> We, we don't know how they spoke. We don't know how Adam and Eve was able to communicate with these animals back then. Maybe they understood the language of the animals back then. But the scripture records that the serpent spoke. Now let's go there, Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Wait a minute. Who is this serpentine? The serpentine is crafty. It's slick. Beware of the serpent. Beware of the craftiness of the serpent. It is, isn't it interesting that the adversary is referred to as the old serpent that deceived the whole world? See, the devil really doesn't have any power he only manipulates people's ignorance he's gonna come with questions and doubts anything that brings doubt you gotta question it did god really say that you are free you know if you are free how come you're having this did god really say when they come with those questions that doubt that make you doubt what the word of god say whoever and whatever Okay, comes with things that make you doubt what God has told you. 
be wary of that person. Now, I'm not saying that person is a devil, but it's possible that person is being influenced by a spirit that is not of God. I mean, it happens, it happens several times in the scripture. There was a time Jesus rebuked Peter. His own disciple says, get thee behind me, devil. You don't have the interests of God in your heart. He spoke to Peter and called him devil, but he was really speaking to the spirit that was influencing Peter. Temptation or call every day in life, expect some of them to come from people. Doesn't mean those people are devils, but they are being used at the time as it were. Now that concept is important because many of you think the serpent really deceived Eve. No, there is a spirit that was using the serpent. I think we have established this fact now, right? This serpent is being used. This is not just an ordinary serpent. This is a serpent that has a spirit using it. Remember, there's certain concepts you cannot misunderstand. Otherwise, you will not understand the scripture and you'll be confused. Concept number one, we're dealing with spirits here. Okay? From today henceforth, when you read scripture or when you consider things that happen in the world, remember that we are dealing with spirits. We are dealing with that is why you that's why you don't understand the many things happening in the world. Sometimes when people behave certain way, when things happen, you don't just see physical, think spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You understand why people do what they do. You will see clearly. That is when the scripture speaks of the discernment spirit, the discernment, the gift of discernment. You begin, you'll be able to discern. Because you see in the spirit realm, not everything that is happening physically is uh, being caused physically, is being influenced from the spirit realm. Remember, the angels are spirits. They can influence physical persons. They can influence even animals. Remember, at the time in the scripture, the donkey spoke. The donkey spoke. Why? Because the angel was standing in front of the donkey. So animals can be influenced by spirits as well. Some of you have cats and dogs in your houses. You don't even know what spirit is influencing them. <laughs> if you see a cat that starts speaking, hey man, it's time to cast and bind. But I'm telling you the truth. Okay, so spirits influence the physical realm. We established that fact. Have we established that fact? Spirits influence the physical realm. So, so you can understand why the serpent was speaking. The serpent is being used. All right. Now, Genesis 2 verse 16. The Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for when you eat from it you will certainly die so god didn't just say you would die say you will certainly die for sure for sure but now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the devil chose a very crafty animal the lord god had made and he said to the woman did god really say you must not eat from any tree of the garden oh wait a second why did the serpent go to the woman <laughs> some some things so when you read some things in the scripture, don't just read it and assume. Don't just 
Remember, meditate. Consider the words. Why didn't the serpent go to Adam? The man that was created first. Because the man was created first. Remember, the instruction we give the instruction, this instruction was given to the man at the time. God gave the instruction. The woman wasn't even created yet. Now, it doesn't mean that the woman didn't know. The woman, of course, knew because the answer the woman gave to the serpent here suggests that the woman knew the commandment or the law. But first, the law was given to the man. So that is, that's important and significant because the man was in the presence of God. So the purpose, one of the purpose for the man or the male, let me use that word now, the head of a home is to be in the presence of God and receive from God. Amen. The man is supposed to receive constantly from God, be in the presence of God. So if you have a man who is not godly as he were, unfortunately, a lot of men are religious. They're not godly they're just religious that is a problem because if you're just religious and you don't understand the word and you have no real relationship with god it means you're not in the presence of god it means anybody can come to your wife and influence her or <laughs> to your family and influence your family the purpose of the man was to keep the law of god in the house Look at what he said. He said, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat of every tree, but you must not eat of this one. Why? I mean, why did God create the man? The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden, in the garden of his presence. The word Eden means the presence of God. To walk and take care of it. The man is to take care of the presence of God. What does that mean? The man is to ensure and maintain that the law is kept in the house. So the man is head responsible, holds the man responsible for keeping the laws in the house. That is very important, folks. Because the devil didn't come to the man. He knows the man got the fire, man. <laughs> you come here, you're getting smoked. He went to the woman which the scripture refers to as a weaker vessel. Remember, this, this serpent is very crafty, man. He didn't go to, the, to Adam. Adam probably would have slapped him in his face. I'm not kidding you. Why did he go to the female that is a weaker vessel? And he knows the man loves his wife. The man loves his wife, so the man will listen to the wife. You see, the power of a woman women are very dangerous creatures <laughs> i guarantee you at the point that adam accepted the apple I'm, i know i'm getting ahead of myself but i just have to say it now before he leaves me at the point adam accepted the apple from the woman he knew the consequences but he's like oh i don't want my wife to to take part of this by herself i love her so much oh, i'm gonna die with you i'm gonna die for you oh eat the apple <laughs> Out of love and devotion for the wife, he disobeyed God. It's still happening today. A lot of men are being destroyed by women. They totally forgot the laws and commandments God gave to them because they want to be associated, they want to submit to this woman. 
That devil is a liar. I had a revelation in the night. And the woman was tempting and attempting, you know, caressing, trying to lure. And I say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I am married to Christ. <laughs> See, when that spirit comes to lure you and tempt you, you have to rebuke him. Scripture says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is the only creature that God says we should resist in terms of spirit. God says, do not resist the evil person. That's a commandment Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 5. Do not resist the evil person. Well, he's speaking of people that are trying to oppress you. Don't resist them, you know. If they ask for your coat, give them your jacket as well, you know. But when it comes to the devil, he said, resist the devil. But first, you have to submit yourself to God. And the devil will flee. That is how you overcome the devil, by submitting yourself to God and resisting him. The devil will flee. So when that serpentine spirit came to tempt, I say, I rebuke you because I am married to Christ. Literally, that is what the scripture says. I am married to Christ. That's the constitution. I quote the constitution. Constitution says I'm married to Christ. You ain't got no right here. You're violating. If you dare come in here, oh, my husband is going to be angry. <laughs> the Bible says God is a jealous God. He's very jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous. He don't, he don't play that. That is why a man is very jealous of his wife. <laughs> the fury or the anger of a man, you're going to see him when you mess with his wife. <laughs> if you mess with a man's wife, you want, to be, you want to die. I think that man can kill you and then tell God, I'm sorry. You don't mess with a man's wife. But why am I saying all of this stuff, man? It's because I want you to understand the strategies of the devil here. The devil doesn't want you to get this. These basics are very important. They are prerequisites for you to understand the concept of the kingdom of God. You have to know who you are, what happened to you, your history. Why are we walking around in the earth without dominion? I don't see man having dominion over the trees, over the... Okay, a little bit, yeah. But man is still afraid. Some men are afraid of ants. Am I speaking? Some men are afraid of rats still. If you have dominion over these animals, why are you afraid of them then? It means something is wrong somewhere. Man cannot control his situation. Man is plagued with all sorts of diseases, don't even understand how to overcome. Man is still in the bondage of the mind. Man is still tossed around by false doctrines and deceptions of the devil. Man is in a lot of problems. Many men are slaves to their bodies, can't say no. Many men are slaves to potents and poisons and chemicals and drugs. I was driving the other day uh, past uh, the Tenderloin in San Francisco, and I see a lot of men afflicted in bondage. I see a man standing on the spot. It's like a chain is around his neck. No physical chain around his neck, but the stance of the man is like the one 
with chain around his neck and chain around his hands and legs and he cannot move because of the drug addiction. Man is enslaved by drugs. Man has become dependent on things that are not necessary. Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone, but some men have become slaves to bread even. Man lost dominion. Jesus spoke to the tree. Jesus spoke to the water. Jesus walked on water. These are things that man had dominion over. The man lost it. Why? Because the serpent was more crafty than any animal that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. So she had the law. Adam ensured that she knew what the law was because Adam loved his wife. Adam didn't want her to be deceived. Adam told her clearly. Look at verse 5. It says, for God knows that when you eat from it. Oh, sorry. Um. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Verse 4, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. Wait a second now. You must not certainly die? That is the exact opposite of what God said. God said, for in the day you eat of it, you will certainly die. It's important to read these verses over and over again. Meditate on them, folks. Man, who are you listening to? I want to know who you're listening to. I want to know who's giving you advice. I want to know who you're considering. I want to know whose words you're listening to. Are you listening to the word of God? Or you're listening to the words of the serpent? Remember, the serpent is used. So the devil uses created beings. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to, really? Who are you listening to? Look at what God said, verse 17 of chapter 2. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God said when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The serpent says you will not certainly die. Wait a minute, I can't be nuts, man. Somebody got to be speaking the truth. We know that God is the creator. The creator set the laws in place. The creator knows this product more than the product. Even the serpent was created. So how can the creature be telling the creator what is truth or not? Jesus, the, the word of God, calls the devil the father of lies. He was a liar from the beginning. He originated all the lies you see in the world today. The very first lie recorded here is, you will not certainly die. That is a bloody lie from the pit of hell. Well, at this time, it wasn't from the pit of hell. But <laughs> Look at what he says in verse 5. He, he goes on to explain the lie. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And then the woman saw the fruit 
that it was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Oh. I'm going to stop there today because I don't want this to exceed one hour. So we can continue tomorrow or another day. But when we consider the rest of that chapter, God was not happy with the man that he disobeyed him. Who are you listening to? That's my question to you today. At the moment the man ate the fruit and disobeyed God, they lost their dominion and power. You know why? Because it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So which means the devil has this power of knowledge over the man now. That is why the reason why you're being deceived today is because of knowledge, lack of knowledge. This is the problem of the world, is lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Of the truth. That is why you can be sick because the devil tells you, you need to take medicine, otherwise you're going to die. Uh, you cannot be healed from this disease. This disease kills a lot of people. That is why the devil can tell you, oh, 500,000 people have been killed from the COVID. You better go take the vaccine. See, the devil can now tell you lies and you will believe because you don't know what the truth is. But the truth says, you shall not die but live. The truth says, a thousand shall fall at that side, 10,000 at the right hand, but it will not come near you. The truth says, and he sent his word and healed them from their disease and delivered them from their destruction. The truth says, by his stripes ye are healed. You're already healed. It's not you will be healed. You are healed. The truth says, none of these diseases will come upon you. So there shall no evil before you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. But who are you listening to? That's my question. Have you given away your dominion and power and authority and rulership? As you meditate on these words, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Amen.